Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I am incredibly excited for today's episode because it is a girl chatty episode with two of my favorite people from TikTok, The Running Jocelyn and Below Average Running. It is such a fun episode, so definitely sit back and relax, and we will just jump right into the episode. excited. I've got Jocelyn and Nicole on the podcast today. We've got um, the running Jocelyn from TikTok and then below average running. I've done separate episodes with both of them before, but I'm so excited to have them both on for an episode where we can talk all about running marathons and all that good stuff. So I just wanted to hand it off to you two to introduce yourselves and just share a bit more, even though the people probably already know you. Okay. Nicole, you can go first. I was going to say, we need to figure out who's like, I guess. Okay. So I'll just go first on everything, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, basically, cause I've been here before. My name's Nicole, uh, below average running, but I think I'm a little bit like above average runner now. Cause I'm training for a marathon. So I'm going to flex on that. Very true. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and I'm Jocelyn. <laughs> I've been on before too. Um, and I am heading into my fifth Boston marathon and, um, I've been running for like just about 10 years now and I don't know everything is going well so awesome well yeah i just thought this would be such an interesting conversation because we've really got all of us at different sort of running levels and different like points of life and stuff so i think it'd be really cool to talk about that but before we get started we're gonna go into highs and lows for a week yes <laughs> yes i forgot I to do this with, i didn't do this with jocelyn i forgot to do this, this with nicole and nicole actually had like asked me if we could do it and i forgot um oh, i love to do like on a trip you're I'm like okay what was everyone's highlight like you can pick up to three highlights of the trip and like if you had to pick a worst moment what was it so I love doing highs and lows oh. <laughs> well Nicole why don't you kick off highs and lows okay I'm unprepared I did tell Liz I can't talk about my high right now um but I'll tell Jocelyn afterwards because it's really exciting but the high that I can share I got new shoes yesterday. I got a second pair of shoes someone said you need two pairs that was my mother they look pretty and I got two pairs so freaking pumped about new shoes. They're beautiful. So that'd be my high. Is your mom a runner? No. She was saying it was like something. I, I did the math that my shoes had, had to be replaced right before the marathon. She's like, well, just get a second pair. I was like, I'm not going to do that. She's like, I'll pay for them. I said, all right, I'm going to do that. So <laughs> there you go. Well, that's so cool. that's my highs. Technically free shoes sponsored by my mother. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah. What is right, my just... high for the week? Let's see. I don't know. Like I, I kind of had a crappy week, like a lot of stuff going on with my like family life. So there wasn't really too much like, and plus I had kind of like um a quiet week of running because it was a recovery week because I raced last Sunday. So I don't really, there wasn't really anything too crazy. I mean, I got new shoes too. I got a pair of UFOs. If you don't have UFOs running the like recovery sandals or shoes, they are fantastic. So that made me happy. But other than that, it's been kind of a, a quiet week. Nice. Nice. I will have to say that my high for the week was definitely, um, coming. I don't, I work from home and I don't go into the office very much. We don't have to, but I did go in on Thursday. And then when I got home, Jack had got me flowers for going into the office and the note said, good job for going into the office. Um, so that was definitely a high. He is setting unrealistic expectations for men everywhere. (laughs) I I hate going into the office. I don't know how you do it, Nicole. Nicole wakes up at like five in the morning and then does her runs and then like we'll drive into the office. Like I see your stories. I don't know how you do it. I'm going to sleep when I'm dead and I take car naps every single day. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's, that's like, I, I totally understand that because well, right now I'm getting ready to go back to work. We own a, um, a campground, so it's a seasonal business. So we've been closed for the winter, but once we, we open in April, it's the same thing. It's like, I have to get up like with the sun, I go out and I run like half the time. Well, not half the time, but on Saturdays I do my long runs and then I go to work until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So I get it. It's you, you do it. It's one of those things too. It was hard initially, but after about six weeks of doing it, I got used to doing it and I like adjusted to it, but it was pretty brutal in the beginning, but you, Mm. you grow accustomed to it. Yeah. I got to get back, back getting up early again though. Cause 
like this morning, I slept <laughs> in. I'm like, I don't have to get up. I'm going to sleep in. But like sleeping in is until like six o'clock. So yeah. <laughs> it's not Nicole, actually sleeping. What, what, what was okay. your low for the week? My low would have to be work related. I was on a huge project deadline and there was just a lot of pressure to get it done. And then like it didn't get submitted when it was supposed to, but it was the engineer's fault, not mine. I'm an architectural designer. So like, if you didn't know, anyways, it's fine. It's fine. But it was Did, just was, like, was that the day that led to the rage run though? Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. I got stuck at work or like skipped. I skipped my car nap and I like kept working and they're like, Oh, we got to submit it. We got to submit it. Then the end. Engine- <laughs> That's my cat. <laughs> he always makes an appearance in the episode. Come, come say hi, Pluto. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> he's he's a little blind. He can't see very well, so he missed when he jumped. Um, huh. But yeah, my low is just work related, but it's okay. So, <laughs> Jocelyn, <laughs> uh, I don't know. My low was like all the family crap that I was dealing with. I don't know if you saw my my TikTok about uh, the teenage, like the parents of teenagers. Like, where are where are all the parents of the teenagers? Because uh, it's rough <laughs> having teenagers is not easy. So. I feel like once you grow up, or at least like once now I've kind of grown up and like gotten into my, like my mid to late twenties, I feel like I look back at like how I used to treat my parents when I was a teenager, and I'm just like, God, I was god awful, and I feel so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I really hope that's he comes to that comes to light with him. But I, I don't know. We'll see. But and like the thing is, like they always say, oh, you're gonna have kids like like how you were. But I don't have kids. Like, like what the heck? This is not fair. But mm. anyway, and I, then I have two more after this, so it's great. <laughs> oh, um, my low for the week definitely. Well, it's not too much of a low, but I just didn't get into the London Marathon um, with my ballot place. But obviously, then Jack got in, um, which is exciting and hilarious. And then the London Marathon thought it was hilarious and they posted the video. (laughs) That was just that's been like a highlight of our week, I guess, collectively. But it's something that he never thought would like ever happen. He's not got like he had like a freak football accident when he was younger and like elbowed himself and like ruptured his own spleen. He's got oh, yeah. like bad knees. So it's going to be fun. He's excited, but yeah. it, the, just like the initial shock. I just remember like when he was opening his email, cause he, I got my rejection email that was like, you didn't get a place. And then I kept telling him to check and he was like, I haven't gotten anything. And I, I was like, Oh my God, I think you got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's going to be exciting, but I so think maybe that- three marathons would have been too much for me this year. Right. Is that going to be his first marathon? Very first. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That's exciting. That's awesome. It's a good one. It's a pretty flat course. And like the crowds are really fun and like just big city marathons are really great. I think for oh your God, first, but oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. but then it's kind of hard because then it's kind of like nothing compares, you know? And yeah. It's like- yeah. Yeah. Nicole and I were talking about first marathons the other day. Cause she said that she's just nervous about like the elevation Cause she's like, she feels prepared for everything else, but that. And I was like, yeah, my first marathon was a trail marathon and it was like my worst memory and like the hardest thing. (laughs) And then like, and then I, the London marathon was my second one. So like, that was like a high. So I'm kind of like, okay, at least like the London marathon wasn't my first. And I I don't know. I don't know if it's good that like my first one was one that I just like absolutely hated and will never do again. (laughs) Yeah, but you you went back though, you know, like you didn't like say forget it. Marathons yeah. are for me, you know. Yeah, like yeah, fair. You've done that. And I feel like at least from my experience, like even my first half marathon. Stop. He's just every time I talk, he is like trying to grab my water bottle. Anyways, um, like the first race, like I feel like my first marathon, I I don't think it's gonna go good. I think it's gonna be like because it's all so new, you have no idea what's going to happen. And Cause my first half was the worst time of my entire life. It was brutal. Mm. And it's, and I feel like after you do two, you kind of mm. know what to expect. So you're yeah. not, I don't know. Like, I feel like your first one's not supposed to go perfect or like great. None yeah. of them. Will hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, that's no. <laughs> I feel like, especially the first one, especially the first yeah. one, at least for me, it was like, if I even finish this, I'm yeah. happy with that exactly. because like exactly. I got, I got a few miles into it and I was just like, I just, in my head was like, throw all of like the thoughts that you had out the window of like the time you wanted to get and stuff. Just like, if you finish this, that will be an accomplishment within itself. Exactly. Like that is always 
one of my goals going into any marathon. Like my number one goal is to finish. Like it doesn't matter what time I want to finish and not be injured. And I just want to complete it, you know, and then everything else is just kind of like a bonus, you know, but yeah. I mean, 26.2, that's a long way and anything can happen. And it, yeah. it always like blows my mind that we spend all these weeks training and getting our bodies and our minds and everything prepared. And then when you're in the middle of it, it's like your body just kind of like blows up, you know, you start mm. getting where you never had a cramp before, like, you know, and it's just like, I don't know, you just, it's kind of crazy how it all happens, but. And yeah. it's even if you, you prepare and you prepare, I'm not, every time I speak, I, he's <laughs> jumping around. I don't know what to do with him, but I can't lock him out because he'll cry, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, oh goodness. Even no matter how much you prepare the race day, like anything could happen and mm-hmm. could blow up exactly what you plan for. So it's like, I always say, like how you said, it's a bonus. I always say just to finish and anything else is extra. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about like A, B and C goals. Goal A should always be to finish. Mm-hmm. Goal B, I love how you said to not be injured and to finish like healthy. That's yep. really, and then like number three, if you PR fantastic or run a good race, because even if you feel so good to mile 20, all right, there's still a 10 K that's coming. That could absolutely, yeah. am I allowed to swear on this list? Yeah. Absolutely. Kick your ass. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It, it uh-huh. so it's like you don't even want to get ahead of yourself either because there's still so much unknown the whole race yeah oh yeah it's you have to be prepared for the unexpected like the weather you can't control the weather so you kind of have to like I don't know I hope you have good weather for your first race I really do I remember like my first Boston was 2018 and the weather was horrendous it was so was- cold so windy and snowy and rain like it was miserable like I did not enjoy one minute of that day and I left there and I was like this race is so overrated I'm never doing Boston again like this was so stupid but then I was like you know what I can't let this be my only Boston experience like I know it's got to be better than this so but yeah you know I I hope that you have good weather. Both of you. Well, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Every race needs good weather. (laughs) I mean, yeah, let's, I mean, how has everyone's training been going? Cause I think all of us, I think I've got mine Paris in two weeks and then Jocelyn. Yeah. Jocelyn yours is, I think, did you say 30 days? April 18th. Okay. About a month. And then Nicole. Four weeks. Mine's six, six weeks. Okay. So literally like, we're all like, it's just back to back to back, um, really coming up. How has everyone's training been going? Um, Liz, let's start with you though. Cause yours is closest. Okay. <laughs> um, I hate winter marathon training. I'll, I'll just, I'll just start with that. I was telling someone in the office the other day because they were like, we haven't seen you very much. And I was like, well, it's because I don't like running at like the crack of dawn when it's still like dark out and London gets really dark winters. So like I used to wake up and in the summers I wake up at like, you know, 5am like Nicole to go running, but that's because the sun is up. And so I'll wake up with the sun, but then because the sun doesn't rise until like eight in the winters, I just found myself like doing my runs, like right before work. And then I just like come home and do work from home. But yeah, winter is really rough. And then like, I just, I hate having to layer up and like put on multiple layers. And like, I so prefer to run and like, warmer weather, but definitely not like Miami, like (laughs) hot, hot weather. Yeah. It's not warm. It's hot. There's a difference. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Jocelyn, I think you go next because you're next in for the marathon. I have had an incredibly hard training cycle this winter. Like, like with Liz, just running in the winter, it, it, so hard and you've this, had snow though like at least we yeah. haven't had snow here you've been like running out in the snow some of your tiktok videos yeah you had a lot of treadmill runs this time uh, too uh, i did I did it's been brutal and i'm like i'm so tired of being cold like it's like every day and if it's cold it's like automatically windy so that makes it even worse you know and it's just been i haven't said like I want to move south more times than I have this winter. <laughs> like I can't like I can't take it anymore. It's been so cold. Plus I have rain odds and like my hands and my feet are like greatly affected by it. And it's like crazy. It's it's been rough. It's been rough. And plus like I've been 
a little bit more following a plan and like listening to my coach a little bit better than I usually do. So I kind of feel like I've been cutting back on my miles and I've taken more rest weeks. And I, I don't know, I just feel like maybe I'm not quite as prepared as I should be at this point, but I don't know if that's true or not, or if it's all in my head, but it's been a rough signature. Everybody's been sick too. Like actually now my, my youngest is sick today. So I'm like, there've been more germs and it's just been, it's been a rough mm. winter. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry to well, hear. Nicole, um, how's, how's yours been going? I will just extend an invitation. If you would like to come to Miami to run for a couple of weeks, I have a spare bedroom. You're more than welcome to do some warm weather training. My training has surprisingly been going good today. I had 17 and today was very tough. Like that was, I've had really strong long runs the last like four long runs. So I was due to have a hard one. I knew it was coming. Um, the only concern I have now is because I'm getting to the higher distance. Like I have 18 next week is because it's getting so hot and so freaking humid that I'm not taking enough water. Um, mm. and it's like, I, I mean, my coach was like, it's good because you're not racing in Miami, you're racing in Pittsburgh. So the yeah. weather's not going to be the same, but my only concern is I have to still survive the 18 miles and down yeah. here. Like I had to start at 5.00 AM because if I was out in the sun, I would just die. Yeah. So that's been the challenge of like, why do I wake up at 5.00 AM to run is for the heat. Mm. So we have the opposite problem, Jocelyn, of where you're bundled and I'm just, I can't have, I can't wear less clothes than what I'm already wearing. So it's like, oh, they'll get arrested anyway. <laughs> yeah. But minus the weather, like surprisingly it's been going well. I'm staying injury free. The only thing is my plantar fasciitis has flared up, but like I can run through it. It just hurts, but I'm like, it's fine. I, I've had it for years. So I know like how to deal with it, but I'm like, if that's the worst problem I have, I'll take it. Yeah. So Sure. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I swear by electrolyte tablets. Those like really help like pick me up after a long run, but I feel like even having like my hydration backpack on my back, like nearly chugging through two liters of water, like during the run, I still feel just like so drained after a long run. And yeah, it's, it's tough to like kind of balance out like how much water you should be intaking and like all that sort of stuff. And I know that like everyone's different with like nutrition as well during like runs, like some people can't stomach gels. I think Nicole, you said you can't stomach <laughs> gels. No, no, I can't do the texture, but I have learned I'm on like a gel. It's like a thicker consistency mm -hmm. called spring energy. It's mm -hmm. called awesome sauce and it's 180 calories per pack. And it has like all the stuff you need. And I'll take it over the course of two miles and I put like a squeeze in my mouth and I'll swallow it with water. Okay. And those things are like packets of gold. You feel so good. I'll send you guys the link because it's, they're amazing. Hmm. And they taste like uh, apple pie. They're delicious. Just not the texture. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember like when I was training for my first marathon, the first time I had a goo and it made me like gag and <laughs> I did not touch goo again for you until like recently, like this winter, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll give goose a try again. I mean, it's been, you know, years. <laughs> so, and I actually, I don't mind them so much now, but yeah, I was like, it's very off-putting that one time I had it and I just see, I but know, like, I, I swear by the goose. I don't know. I know that like, I feel like everyone that I've spoken to about it, they're like, Oh, I can't do it. Like the texture is just too thick, but like, I don't know what it is. I think I like do something when I'm running that I like do a squeeze and I like breathe it in and I don't like really keep it in my mouth. <laughs> like, you know, like those like guys who are like do, um, like competitions with like food competitions and they like yeah, inhale yeah. food. I feel like that's me during a run with like goose and I'm just like, just inhale it. <laughs> Just like, right. don't even taste it. You just need the nutrients for your body. Honey, they, they don't really bother me now. Like I'll, you know, mm. I'll you were trying it. the, um, were they the SIS gels in one yeah. of your videos? Yeah. I've tried those yeah. and see, I don't like those. Cause those are too like watery for me. Yeah. Well, see, I kind of liked that though. Cause it was more <laughs> like a drink than it was like a goo, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm very like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll try it doesn't really they do matter. make they've recently made like liquid goose oh. and i i tried it because i was like oh okay this is this is for me like i got this they had a lemonade flavor it was the worst it, it was like worse than the goo texture because it was so <laughs> potent and i was just like you did it and you're sitting there like like just you yeah. could feel it like leave a film and i was like i hate oh, this yeah. you know what and i used to use sorry no no, no you're good go ahead uh, like the maple syrup 
Have you ever oh. heard of that? I think it was like untapped. It's so endurance taps. No, no, no. It's, it's pure maple syrup. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I was going to say someone untapped. from Canada follows me. It's it's my girl, Karen, and she sent them to me. She's like, this is what the Canadian runners have. Oh, really? And it's, it's literally an applesauce pouch of like maple syrup and they're yeah. delicious. Yeah, that's it's pure maple syrup. I don't know why I stopped using that, but I used to use that a lot too. But Jocelyn, don't you have Sour Patch Kids as well? Yes, I love my <laughs> I feel like I've seen that. Yep. I take those with me too, because sometimes like on a long run, I'm like, I just kind of need something else to like, kind of like break things up a little bit. Give me something else to look forward to, you know? So I actually went yesterday to the dollar store and stocked up on my sour watermelons just for tomorrow. So (laughs) I have a fresh bag tomorrow. It's great. What is everyone like wearing for race day? Because I feel like that's such a, at least for me, I just get so like back and forth because in London or at least in London for the London marathon, like it starts out cold and then it gets warmer. And my friend Laura had told me like, no, you have to just wear like a tank because I was prepared to wear a long sleeve. And I'm so glad that I didn't because I think like with the amount that you're running, your body's just warm the entire time. So like, even though it was like fifties, sixties today, I still wore a tank and like there were bit moments where it was cold, but like, I was definitely happy that I was wearing the tank and like, not some like long sleeve, but yeah, I feel like I'm probably going to go for like a similar type, like tank and like leggings with my hydration backpack type of get up. Well, with a hat. Liz, let me, let me, let's ask a follow-up question of what is the average weather on that day for your city kind of thing. Um, for, Paris, for Paris, I think it's, I've been kind of keeping an eye on it. It's very similar weather. It's not like five degrees warmer than here. But I just cannot, my thing is though, is that I cannot do long runs with shorts because my legs chafe really badly. And I've seen those like sticks that people use for chafing and I need to just try those out this summer. But otherwise I just stick with leggings because I, I also like having leggings with pockets to just like put your phone or like gels in. But yeah, I'm definitely thinking like tank top, hat, leggings, hydration backpack, and we'll be good to go. I I really hope you have good weather. I'm crossing my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I am not even sure what I'm going to wear. Like I've started to like think about it because I like you have to have a couple of options because the weather, I mean, really in New England, the weather can go. I've seen days in April where it is 90 degrees. And then I have seen days in April where it is snowing. So it really can go either way. Last year in April, if I believe it was marathon weekend. Like if Boston was in April last year, we had snow, we had snow and it's like, so who knows, you know, and it's like the weather can change like a day or two before the marathon. So I, I like to have a whole bunch of options and just kind of, I don't know. I'm hoping that I'm just going to wear a tank top a pair of shorts, my flip belt. Like I, I, I don't think I could run in leggings because I think after a while, they would just start to drive me nuts. And it's just probably just because like, just mentally I'm so tired and everything would make me angry. You know, like <laughs> sometimes I get like that on long runs. Like if I have a hat on or, or sunglasses yeah. or something, I'll just be running. I'm like, I'm so sick of wearing sunglasses. I got to take them off. You know, like I just, I just kind of get like, I kind of want to get into sunglasses. I've never used sunglasses for running, but I've seen, I feel like Nicole, you always wear them. But I've also like, whenever I try and search them online, it's like, you either have like the normal, like just regular old pair of sunglasses, like, you know, your black ones, but then like, you see, I've seen some runners who are like the really intense runners and they just have like full on, like the weird, like neon ones. (laughs) I literally try gooder sunglasses. I don't know if they, I'm, I'm sure they would ship to you, but I love my gooders. I actually had a pair on yesterday for my run. So I, I mean, I just, sorry. I literally wear like a, like a de, not designer, but like a normal sun. It's called blender. They're like 50 oh, yeah, bucks I've polarized and they're mm-hmm. fine. If you buy like the, like a thicker frame or whatever, they don't bounce. You just push them all the way up. Cause mm-hmm. the gooder ones, I was like, no, like I want, like, I want to be somewhat stylish. And I feel like the ones I've seen are just, I'm like, I can't do it. I don't like them. The flamingo ones that you had yesterday, Jocelyn, I loved, like loved them. But I couldn't find them on the website. Like my mom got them at a running store down in North Carolina. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get myself a pair too, because she got them from my daughter. And I went on their website and I couldn't find them, but I don't know. 
they're cute though. I like them. I mean, sometimes I feel like they do look a little big on my face, but whatever. But I think sunglasses are good because mm -hmm. I think they help keep your face relaxed. Yes. You know, if it's like if it's really sunny out and you're squinting and I think like it just kind of makes you your face tense up and you might get a headache from it because I get that sometimes too. So, I mean, mm. it's definitely worth a try, you know, but at least you'll have a hat on too. So the, the brim will kind of protect you from the sun. And I, I always think too, if you're tense, like squinting, you're wasting energy in your face muscles to squint that you could be using elsewhere. That's right. To run. Don't ask me how much energy it's using, but that's my philosophy of like, give me my sunglasses. And I just wear them on my head until I need them and they don't move. Like they're good on my head. And I don't even notice. Yeah. And I drop them once the sun's up. So mm -hmm. will you be wearing sunglasses in Pittsburgh? Yes. If it's sunny, I'll have them on my head mm. for sure. So last I did Pittsburgh, I did the half in 2019, which was actually the last time it was run because then COVID canceled it. Um, it was like 50 and like misty drizzling. Mm. Um, like actually ideal running conditions, but not ideal when you were waiting in the start corrals because it was freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I have to run in a sports bra. Like I cannot wear a shirt. It'll drive me absolutely insane. <laughs> I hate like, it's like how you said you get annoyed with it. I can feel it oh. like being tight. I can feel it, hear it moving. Like if it's too loose, I feel it shaking on my body. So it's a sports bra. I'll just wear normal running shorts. Uh, Liz for chafing, Vaseline. Slather okay. that on you yeah. because I put it on my armpits because my armpits chafe so badly. Vaseline has saved my life. I, I have to put it like on my chest because I get really bad chafing there, especially from like either sports bra or hydration backpack. We'll just like chafe really badly there. But that's a good, good note. And a lot of marathons, it's they pass out terrible. Vaseline sticks. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah do. they do. Yeah. I did see that a lot. And, with and like shots of fireball yeah. and stuff like that too. Yeah. They, they, what marathons are you running? <laughs> Dude, guys, I'm telling you, if you want to drink, do Pittsburgh. Because when I ran it, I got Twizzlers. I chugged a beer. They passed out cupcakes, whiskey, <laughs> and vodka shots. And that was only the half marathon. Like was that during stop. or after? Yeah, no, during like, marathon. During yeah. the marathon. I don't I think. Okay, I, I think I could eat. I can. I can stomach foods. I don't think I could drink booze, especially no. beer. Not beer. No. I don't think I could. Yeah, beer, they, they like, did it in Philly. Definitely in Philly, but I forget where else I saw it. But yeah, I I couldn't do it either. I chugged. Mm -hmm. I chugged the beer because I was like, oh, that sounds so good. It was like mile eleven, oh and I was God. like, yeah, this was delicious. I also was like recently like 21. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. So, <laughs> I'm so going to cool. chug this beer. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I could do it. And I like did it. I was like, oh, that tasted good because it just wasn't water. It was like something new. And I was like, kept going. And I just was <gasps> and, like started dry heaving. I was like, oh, I messed up. Like I fucked up. And I just like, I didn't end well, but like it, like I have a video of it and it's just one of those iconic moments of like, I don't care. It was so worth it. <laughs> Wonderful in the moment, just afterwards probably not the best yeah thing. it's a good story but it wasn't as cool as right. you'd think because yeah. I didn't stomach it well <laughs> all right so let's let's talk now about advice for first-time marathon runners we've got Nicole here and anyone listening as well as anyone that's on the fence or maybe on the fence if you knew of someone who was unsure about a marathon or they were unsure because they didn't think that they could do it what would your like first piece of advice be to them, Jocelyn, I'm going to hand that off to you to <laughs> Gotta have a loaded question. question. I, I would say like, if you think that you might possibly want to run a marathon, like just do it. You absolutely, if you're thinking about it, just do it. Like it, it's when, when I signed up for my first marathon, I definitely had some some peer pressure. Like I probably wouldn't have done it if I didn't have people like in my ear saying, you could do this. You could do this. Why not? Just give it a try. Whatever. So I think if it is something that is even like a little bit on your mind, just do it. Like sign up and just get that first one out of the way. And I mean, it'll be awesome. Like for sure. And you'll never forget that day. So just do it. It's and seriously. Jocelyn, what would you say to Nicole, who's about to run her first marathon <laughs> in about a month, um, a little over a month and to anyone who might have a marathon coming up? What would I say? Well, like I, I think, well, I already said, expect the unexpected. And I, I don't, I'm not lying about that. Expect the unexpected, be prepared for it. You know, make sure you keep your phone 
off or on airplane because my my phone died during my first marathon. Also, you know, another thing that was surprising to me that nobody had ever mentioned before, the cups on the ground at the water stations. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that like during a half marathon too. I don't know, but those cups on the ground get really slippery. Mm. So I know a lot of times they do a good job, like trying to clean them up and get them out of the way and everything, but they definitely get slippery. So keep an eye out for those cups too. And now like when you, do you carry water with you all the time? Like, are you planning on carrying water with you for your marathon? I'm on the fence. I'm like trying to run with a handheld bottle because I can't do a hydration pack because I like run in the sports bra. So I would chafe and I held that for 15 miles and it drives me crazy. I agree. Um, and today I just, I don't know, I'm trying like salt pills. I'm still working on it, but anything I'd be carrying a Gatorade endurance mix and I take water at every mile and just like at least sip it. But I try not to put on, like carry more weight than I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I ran with water for my first marathon and I have not done it since just because like that, like there it's, it just drives me crazy and I can't Mm -hmm. like, but one of my tips, like if you are getting water at the water stop, when you get the cup, like pinch it. Yeah, it makes it like a little like, you know, so it makes it so much easier to drink too. Like, so you pinch it. So it just makes like a little like spout kind of, you know, it just makes it a lot easier, a lot easier to to drink. I'm pretty sure at the London marathon, I picked up like one cup at the first station and then I tried to like drink it while I was running. Cause I didn't stop the entire time. Cause I was like, I'm not stopping, but trying Mm -hmm. to like drink, like from a cup while you're like running is the hardest thing. But then I saw someone pinch it and I was Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, it makes it so much easier. So definitely, I honestly had no idea about that. And I've been doing races for like years and I kid you not, I run and I'm like, <laughs> and I just like swallow it. And I go Poof, like gulp it down, like so mediocre. And like, you would think I would know by now. No. Yeah. Pinch the cup. I, mean, I guarantee you, I'm like going to forget to do that too. Like I'm going to still choke again. down. <laughs> Don't be Write it on your hand. Pinch cup. Text me, <laughs> text it to you. Make sure you pinch your damn cup. Nicole. Pinch Stop the cup, Nicole. Down, so. and another thing somebody told me once like I remember um I was was getting ready I was like in the corral for one of my marathons and I was like I really have to pee and one of the like pacers or whoever it was she was like you know it's totally okay to pee your pants when you're running a marathon right and I was like well I mean I've definitely heard that people do that and I've definitely seen people that have pooped their pants during a marathon (laughs) however like I don't know that I really could bring myself to just like peeing in my pants. I don't know, but just so you know, know. it's acceptable. I, I, <laughs> I, hope, I don't think I could like willingly do it. I think no, I know. crazy. It's Weirdly, good. I've never had to pee or like gone, gone hoping I never have to poo during a marathon. <laughs> but, um, no, I've never had to pee during a race, but I think it's mm-hmm. because I have so many, whether it's a half marathon or a full, I get so many pre-race nerves that I'll like yeah. go to the bathroom like three times and I'll just uh-huh. hang out by the porta potties because I'm so nervous. <laughs> I just like sit by them and just like pee constantly. So I think they I, are, the porta potties are a safe space. They are the Holy land. Like I, every time I go to a race, I take a picture, it's the Holy land. It's the safe space. And I've never feel like, I feel so relaxed and I know porta potties are gross, but race day porta potties, like People are respectable. Those things are pretty clean. It yeah. always, no, this is a side note. And I started doing these a lot because I did a few halves in a row. Bring your own toilet paper to the beginning because yeah. you don't want to get stuck there. And then I always have some on me because you never know and you don't want to be without it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It's the best tip. That is yeah. sure. I was thinking of something else that I wanted to say to you. I forget what it was though. Anyway, but just, and the other thing too is like, just have fun and enjoy it. You know, like, I I don't know if you're going to run with music or not, but like, I don't know how the crowd is in Pittsburgh, but like, I, I love that. Like, Mm -hmm. I just love the energy from all the other runners, from the crowds, from everything. So if you're going to run with music, that's cool. But if not, like, just take that all in because it's, it's awesome. And are you going to put the name on your shirt? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good. Cause that that's cool too. I did that for the very first time in Boston in October. And it was like for 26 miles, people were like screaming my mm. name. And it was like, it was insane. And one at one point, this guy runs up next to me and he's like, Are you Jocelyn? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I am. And he's like, I feel like I know you. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. 
but it was it was it was pretty incredible although I have to say at the end when I was like dying I was like I wish these people would stop saying my name <laughs> so, like, they put a lot of pressure like, on you to go faster you're like I'm, yeah I'm first. just like it just took more out of me mentally I think because it was like I felt like I had to acknowledge everybody kind of and like it, it was rough but like you know for the the majority of the race it was awesome but yeah <laughs> Crowds are awesome. Definitely. And I yeah. love wh- whoever, um, or whenever people make the signs that say like tap for energy, I think yeah. it's like a psychological thing, but I swear to God, I tap those things. I will run to the side of every single <laughs> one of those signs to tap them because I, you know, I've got like no energy and I'm like, I need to go tap that sign that that little five-year-old boy is holding. Yeah, exactly. Well, They're you know- so cute. And and I mean, maybe it's because I have kids of my own, but like, I I want to, if the kids are putting in an effort and they want to get high five, they want, like, I try to make it a point to do it myself. Like if I have enough energy to make my way over, like I would definitely give kids high fives all day long, you know, just because I think it's awesome that they're there. And it's, I'm hoping that someday they'll be marathon runners, you know? So Mm, yeah, I feel like. Nicole, you have to try and hold in the tears as much as possible because we were talking about this the other day. It's marathons are so emotional. And like, I feel like both marathons, I always like some either like halfway or like close to halfway is when I start getting choked up and I start like going, getting in my head about like, oh my gosh, like this is so emotional. (laughs) But you, you have to like tell yourself like, no, and like, I don't know, mentally like slap yourself out of it. I I literally just talked about this with coach Alicia last weekend. I was like, I'm not an emotional person like whatsoever. And there's very few times where I get choked up and running. Like I did a couple weeks ago, but I was having such a bad run. Like I was mad at Mm. myself of how bad I was doing. And I like, will be very aggressive towards it. But the thing is, even when I had finished, like my first one that I'd really done well at, I got a little choked up. But as soon as I like felt it, I was like, bitch, you're not breathing. Stop, like stop. So I immediately like retracted it and I was like, focus so you can breathe. So I feel like I'm going to go in to like cry and then be like, no, breathing is more important. So I think I also will be wearing my sunglasses though. So I don't admit to crying. So no one will know. Uh, (laughs) I honestly have never, ever cried at like during a marathon at the end, like none of it. Like I remember one time, maybe it might've been my first New York city marathon at the end. I was like, kind of like tired and like, maybe I almost, but I started to like, like, like you gotta Mm -hmm. breathe, you know? So I'm like, I I gotta have to stop. I have to, but I mean, then again, I I don't think I really cried at any of my kids' births either. So I'm just like, an emotional person in this room. Yeah. So <laughs> I think maybe it's just, I, I don't know, but, but I am like an emotional kind of person. Like I definitely, I'm not afraid to cry. It's just, sometimes it just doesn't happen. I guess. So I'm going to end the marathon chat with a question that Jocelyn got around what shoes we're running in. Um, and we can talk about what we're going to run in for the marathons. I know that Nicole was saying that she's got two pairs that she switches between. I'm very close to getting a second pair just to kind of like have one to run in during the week and one for like longer runs, but I won't shut up about the Hoka Carbon X line. I, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I'm just obsessed with like carbon plated shoes. But for some reason that is like when I first got my first pair of the Hoka Carbon X2s, I put them on and with like every other shoe, I've always had to like break them in. And I always had a little bit of pain and kind of had to just like work through the first few runs. But for some reason, this line of shoe, I never have any pain. I, it just feels, it's so like smooth and like, I don't know, it's so nice, but yeah, I got the, I'm going to be running in the Hoka Carbon X3s, which I got recently. And they're, they've got a really interesting like mesh almost like the fly knit, um, those Nike shoes that like were super popular years ago that were like breathable and like everyone wanted them. But my friend got like injured using them because they didn't have very much support, but they're really nice. They're very breathable, but those are probably the shoes that I'll end up running in, but I might just get a second pair of the Bondi X's just cause they're quite good and quite supportive. But Jocelyn, I was going to ask you, do you normally run in Hoka's and then you just wear the carbon plated ones for the marathon? No, I think I'm just, I've gotten so used to the carbon plated shoes that like when my friend sent me 
her Hoka non-carbon plated shoes. They were like the Bondi's, like Bondi sevens or something. And I went out for a run in them and I just felt so much slower. (laughs) It's like, God, I'm so addicted to the carbon plated shoes because I feel like I'm just like zipping through um, on my runs. They they do help though. That is for sure. They're so, yeah, they are nice. I've heard of like nylon or it starts with an N, but like there's something other than carbon plate that like is out there in like hmm. the shoe tech industry, but I'm yeah. sticking to the X3s for Paris. But what, what are you, I think you guys are both Brooks shoe runners, aren't you? Oh, yes. And well, I have <laughs> like a variety of shoes that I run in. Like the ones I think that I, I reach for the most often are um, Skechers. They're Sketcher Go Run Ride nines. I think I, I reach for those like just on my easy days and like they're so nice and comfortable. I have weird feet and they do not bother my feet at all. So I love those. Um, I also right now I'm running in a pair of um, Adidas Ultra Boosts. I think Ultra Boost 22 maybe, which I do like them too, but I feel like they're a little bit too big, but they are super comfy and I do like them. Um, I also run in Brooks. I have um the Hyperion Tempos, which I really like too. And those do, I do feel like a little bit speedier in those. I actually wore them today, this morning on my run. So I like those, but I do also have a pair of the Nike, whatever, Alpha Fly, whatever it is, like with the, with the carbon plate. And I have to say, they really feel funny. Like I feel like my ankles are going to break at any given moment. I feel like I've seen every elite runner ever like wearing those. And I was asking this guy in like the runner's shop and I was just like, what is the deal with those shoes? I always get like this close to buying them, but then I'm like, I can't like let myself spend like $300 on shoes. I just can't bring myself to do it. But he was saying the same thing that like you, if you're running like in a straight line, they're good. But if you're running and like trying to turn corners, like you start to kind of lose your footing. Yeah, there's not like a whole lot of support, but I I mean, and I've worn them. I didn't wear them last Boston, but I did have another pair that I wore in 2019. And that was the year that I did PR in Boston. Um, But my shoelace, it came untied with like at least a mile to go. So I was running with a shoelace, like one shoe completely untied. And I'm like, I'm not stopping. But, and as funny as they do feel, they really do make me go faster. And it's almost like I don't even really notice, like I'm not really putting a lot more effort out, but like, I'll look at my, my watch and I'll be like, oh, all right, this is, I'm kind of moving, you know? And it's, so I will probably wear them. I'm not like a huge Nike fan. That's why I'm kind of like, I don't know, but Mm. I don't know. I want to go fast. So I will probably wear them. We'll see. Um, so what I've learned is that I will not be wearing the Nikes because I'm not going fast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I love Brooks. I, well, I've been like, I've tried like all the shoes, but now I think, and I know your foot changes as you like get older and everything. I was running in the Brook reveals and I really like them. Um, I went and got fitted and the guy yelled at me and said, my shoe's too tight. And he's like, do you have all your toenails? So, yeah, I've never had a problem. And he put me up into a men's size because I have big feet, which was there's ugly colors in the men's shoes, but whatever. And I was like, I, they never bothered me. And I was like, I don't really like the loose shoe. Like mm. I just got a bigger woman's size. Cause Brooks has like, they go up to 13 in women's. And, um, I was like, I don't, I'm going to trust him thinking like my feet might swell or whatever. Mm. But right now I'm in the Brooks ghost. I don't ask me what number it is. I don't know. Um, but I have a men's pair and I just got a woman's pair. I know. And I did hear before Liz, when you said to break in the shoes, someone had said, if you get the proper shoe, you shouldn't ever have to break it in. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I noticed this, I wore like my new ones on like a six or seven miler and I had no problem with them. Okay. Maybe don't bust yeah. them right out into a long run, but I feel like you shouldn't have to break them in if you're fitted properly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't I, ever really consider breaking in my shoes. I just wear them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of did that with these and I just went for the 21 miles last weekend and luckily yeah. nothing, <laughs> nothing happened. You really were like, if this goes bad, it's going to go really bad. I just, <laughs> you know what it is? I'm just like, I want to like, kind of, um, just like make this a video of like, you know, breaking in these brand new shoes that Hoka just came out with because my dream like brand <laughs> teal is like hoka for sure but i've also run in 
my first half marathon training, I was wearing the Brooks Revel threes. I really liked those and I got fitted for those. And then I went and wore Salcone. I don't remember what it was, but I wore Salcone for a bit and they were um, pretty good. I might be saying that wrong, but yeah, I think it's all dependent on like whatever, you know, shoe you get fitted for. Cause I don't think it's, I think that a lot of people like feed into the hype of like specific shoes, like the Nike, you know, the big chunky ones that like elite runners wear. But I think it's really important to go and get, you know, fitted and do like a gait analysis and do it properly to make sure that you're like taking care of your joints and your feet and everything. But that's like what every runner will tell you. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that being said, I have never really done that. Well, I mean, I did go, I have gone to running stores before and like tried on different shoes and talked to the people, but I never had like a gait analysis or anything like that. A lot of it for me is basically trial and error too. Mm. So I don't know, but well, going off the shoe question, there is another question that I got and I'm not, I think it's kind of around shoes, but someone said, Suffering with bad shin pain, just got new inserts, but feeling discouraged. So I don't know if anyone's worn inserts in their shoes before, or if that's what the questions referred to. Okay. Nicole's got this one. So, okay. Um, not directly to shin splints, but I have like had plantar fasciitis since like middle school. Cause it, I got it when I used to play basketball and soccer and I would go from practice to practice and the cleats and the basketball shoes would really mess up my feet. So I got custom orthotics made. Those were amazing. Um, they're super expensive. So after those broke down after a few years, I got a generic pair and I can't remember the brand I run in now, but mine give me a lot of arch support because I have really high arches and just like more cushion to my heels because that's like really what hits the ground. I also know I heel strike, whatever. That's not my problem right now. I'm going to worry about that later. But with the shin splints (laughs) on the shin splints aspect it's you know I've I've because I also had shin splints when I ran track and my coach would always have us run in the grass if your shin splints were really bad because you need more cushion if you're running on asphalt it's going to irritate them worse Mm. the other thing is um, you can do the exercise of walking on your toes for about 10 meters and then walking back on your heels don't ask me how it works but it works Um, it does it does I yeah I, I have had extremely sensitive shins too. And it was like, if my dogs got close to my shins, I would like cringe because if they just bumped into them, it would hurt so bad. But, you know, I started, I got like um, a weighted ball. I think it's maybe like five or 10 pounds. And I put that in between my ankles and I do um, toe lifts like toe. And I've been doing that for months now. And my shins feel amazing. Like they, they really don't bother me anymore. So I don't know if it's just a coincidence or if that actually helped, but I mean that and foam rolling. Yeah. I was going to say I foam roll like just directly, not onto like the actual shin, but just on the outsides. And that really helps for me at least specifically. And the issues with shin splints, if you're getting discouraged about them, like hurting is unfortunately they take a while to go away once they're that bad where it like really hurts and it feels like a knife is being twisted in your leg. They're not going to go away overnight. You almost have to rest and do the toe lifts or um, you can take a Dixie cup, like a paper cup, freeze it. And this hurts. This is like, have someone else do it because you just can't do it to yourself and massage that ice on your shins. And it, it does something with like breaking down something, some science. I don't know. Uh, It hurts like a bitch, but it will help so much. And if you're lazy, like me, I used icy hot a lot in my shins and that did help. As yeah. Well. Now, I yeah. think another thing too, with shin splints is to make sure that it is actually just shin splints yes. and not maybe a stress fracture or, mm-hmm. you know, a stress, stress reaction or something too. So I think if it's on both sides, it's probably just shin splints, but if it's like really affecting one side more than the other, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I kind of feel <laughs> like, you know, if, it, if it's more of like an isolated issue, then you might have a little bit more to worry about. So that's a good point. Okay. Mm. Another question um, for all three, how flexible are you with your training plans? So I'll go first and say that I've been, I'm, I've always been pretty flexible to like, I don't do it like to the T day by day, like how it's like lined out, like all kind of, at least like during the weekdays, I'll mix it up dependent on like, I don't know how my legs are feeling, you know, if I'm tired, if work is really, you know, heavy on that, that week. But I think at least this, this training, I've been pretty flexible 
because I did the David Goggins challenge and that was meant to be the weekend that I was supposed to do the 21 miles. And so everything, everything's just gotten pushed back. And so now I'm going to be doing 18 miles the weekend before (laughs) Paris, which I'm not sure how I feel about, but I think, I think that with training plans, I think it's like, because they're so long, at least for me, I just think that like, you have to kind of, you have to allow yourself to be flexible with it because like running can't be your whole life and you can't like really cater to running it. I think for me, it's more like it fits into the mold that is my life and I make it fit. Right. I thought the question was going to be how flexible are you yeah, physically? I, I was, say, I I was like, I'm not flexible at all. Like, <laughs> I was like, can anyone here touch their toes? Because I know the answer is no. <laughs> no, I definitely can't do that. And then you kept going. I said, uh, oh, as far as question. like the training, yeah. <laughs> yep. But like, as far as like, I mean, I try to stick to my schedule, like as it is posted. You know, like my speed work is on Tuesdays and Fridays. And then like I have a long run on Sunday and everything else is like an easy run. So I pretty much stick to that as best as I can. Like if something comes up and I have to flip flop or whatever, then I will. But to me, it's I, I just like being consistent and, and staying on on schedule. Like it just it works for me. So that's that's what I do. I think How about you, the- Nicole? the beginning of the training, I was very like disciplined of it. I'm still like very disciplined of it, of like going on the certain days and doing it as it's gotten longer. And my body is definitely like needs more time to just rest. I've been a little more flexible of like, you know, usually I run in the morning, but I was pushing my recovery runs to the afternoon just to have an extra 12 hours of time to recover. And I've now more realized, like, as long as I'm getting in this week, I have to do 34 miles. Okay. Get your 34 miles and you don't have to do in the morning always like you can do in the afternoon if you're too tired. So more listening to my body. But I think also the reason I was so strict about following it day by day was because it's the first time. So I'm like, I don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. If I follow the plan, like follow the coach, everything as best as I can, like I can't, that's the most prepared I could be. So I feel like Mm -hmm. after, you know, if I, if I do a second one, it's a big, if I want to do the first one first, but I'll feel like I'll be more like Liz, like I'll know how you can kind of alter it differently. Uh, and obviously like, mm-hmm. I mean, usually I do long run Sundays and I did my long run today on Saturday. So if you have plans, like I will shift days, but still keeping it pretty much how yours is Jocelyn, like very in line of how yeah. it's usually done. Mm-hmm. I think you'll do a second one, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna say I'm not, I'm not committing to anything. Um, <laughs> I might retire at the end of this. We don't know. <laughs> no. I I'm done. <laughs> to finish off this episode, I was just going to say, let's, Jocelyn and I can give Nicole some very last minute, um, just shoot, shoot and think of, um, quick pieces of advice, um, for Nicole before her very first marathon. Um, Okay. One sentence. If you had to pass on any information, okay. Maybe two, if it's really important, two sentences, Max, what would you say? I don't know if I can just do two sentences. It can be a run on. You go first. Let's go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's, I think it's definitely important. Um, what Jocelyn had said earlier about, you know, definitely have fun and like, don't take it too seriously. And like, at the end of the day, it is just about finishing. It's your first marathon. You know, it's not, it's not just a half. It's, it's a really big deal to do a marathon. And every time you do it, it's still just as big of a deal, but I think it's, you know, really take it in. And especially with big city marathons, I think it's like the crowds are so like crucial I feel like in your energy and just like being able to go on and that was something that really helped me in London and it's just it's such a fun day and there are so many people that show up there like random people whether they know you know a runner or they just are there for the event like I think it's just to take in the fact that like you know it's all about you and you know you're with all these people running and completing like this big you know marathon and yeah, 26 miles is not like some skimpy number. It's, it's hard. So just finishing and just, you know, being able to say like, yeah, I've done, I've run a marathon is a massive big deal. It is definitely. And like, just celebrate it, you know, like whatever, whatever your finish time is, whatever, like just celebrate. And like, like you did, you accomplished something huge, huge. So I I mean, enjoy it, have fun, take it all in and, and celebrate your accomplishment, you know, cause it's not something that 
everybody can do. It's not something that everybody wants to do, you know? So it's, it's something really special. And, and also people watch because you'll see some people, like <laughs> I've seen people running barefoot. I've seen people like, like I said before, poop their pants and I've seen people. The like, people in costumes like, are hilarious. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. just people watch and, and just yeah. enjoy it you won't forget your first marathon that's I'm just gonna play off of this obviously I can't give myself advice but my first half like I didn't enjoy it because it was so bad I didn't really train but I was telling someone the feeling I got when I crossed the finish line of my first half marathon has never been replicated like it was okay maybe like when I graduated with my master's that was like a pretty that was a better feeling but it, that feeling even though it was like my worst race my worst time was so surreal like I crossed it I felt like it probably was in slow motion like in real time as well but it was like slow-mo in my brain of like I did it and right. I'm telling myself for this one like you just need to finish you just got to cross that finish line and Pittsburgh has a beautiful like finish shoot like it's very long and I'm like that crowd like just take it in and just enjoy it because you're never going to get that feeling back and it's like mm-hmm. I just need to keep reminding myself, like, you're going to be in pain, but remember that moment because it's never going to be replicated. No, so. that is sure. Like, there are going to be some times when you are, like, feeling like you can't do it. There's going to be times where it's, like, it it's just kind of soul crushing, you know, but you have to stick with it. I remember before I ran my first one, one of my friends who was not a runner was, like, well, you know, if you don't finish it, you, you can always try again another time you know, and I'm like, no, 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 I will finish this race. Like, I don't care if I have to crawl, I will be mm-hmm. finishing this race. Like mm-hmm. partly because I really want to. And partly because I'm like, well, how do you just drop out of a race? Like, what do you do? I don't know. So I got to go to the finish line. Like, unless I'm getting taken away in an ambulance, I'm finishing. So, You're like, my mom's not you know. going to come pick me up at mile 18. So I got to meet her at 26. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, my mom has only come to one of my marathons ever. So <laughs> Uh, I want to just I want to yeah. brag about my dad real quick because he's going to listen to this my dad has watched me in all of my half marathons and he's coming Aww. to my marathon so he's been at every race so I just want to say me I I cried big time at my first marathon not not London my parents weren't at London but they were at my first marathon and like running and crossing the finish line two things going through my head first of all I've made it out of a national forest and I've not gotten lost and I've managed to like find my way to mile 26 secondly was like just seeing my parents and like running into my dad's arms and both of us just like broke down crying like is a moment that I'll never forget so like everything about that day you know whether or not it gets emotional just it's going to be a day that you'll never forget so definitely um take it in and best of luck to both of you and your marathons. Mm-hmm. Um, Good luck to you. You're thanks. first. Yeah, you too. You too. Um, but I, I just wanted race to, is only two away. So crazy. I know it's a little, it's a little nuts and I keep forgetting about it, but that's, that brings another good point too is the whole taper crazies like I'm sure that Nicole that you have tapered for half marathons but like I don't be surprised if like your mind starts going crazy on you when you're tapering for your marathon like you're gonna feel pains that you never felt before you're Mm. gonna feel like I can't even run two miles today how am I gonna run 26 like trust me I mean I I had a friend once that she was tapering for her marathon and she was convinced she was injured. So she went, she had an MRI, everything was fine. I'm like, I'm telling you it's the taper crazies. Like that is, it's a real thing. It really is. So that's, that's a very good point to know. (laughs) Like, I mean, it, it is truly a real thing. Don't let it get to you because it will, it still gets to me. And I, I know, and I expect it. And it's like, I'm still, when I start to taper, I feel like I have never ran a day in my life. So, well, we'll have to, we'll have to stay tuned and watch to see if Nicole experiences those taper crazies. But, um, I just wanted to give both of you the last bit of this, um, episode to share about how people can connect to you and obviously watch you both run and accomplish your marathons coming up very, very soon. But I just wanted to give you guys a chance to share. And then I'll obviously also have it all listed out in the show notes. I guess I'm going first again. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Okay. Best way um, be TikTok. It's Nicole underscore Lynn. Lynn is L I N N. And then also on Instagram is at below average running. 
pretty much the same for me. TikTok is the best. I am at the running Jocelyn and it's J-O-S-L-Y-N-R. And on Instagram, I am at JLR090906. Awesome. Well, I'll have that. I was, I was just going to say, I remember you saying that in our last episode that you keep needing to change it. I do. I do. I I think part of the reason I haven't is because I'm like, I I don't know. I have to try to figure out exactly how to, it's probably not that hard, but. Um, I also had to send Jocelyn a screen recording yesterday of how to share the resiliency and running podcast, like how she can add it to her story. I'm exposing you. And she's like, well, like I did Google it because you took too long to respond, but I literally, like I sent the response. But I was like, where I was late. Like that was my fault. But I literally screen recorded for her, yeah. <laughs> so she could see how to do it. <laughs> this is so a bad, like all of this. Let me tell you, it's crazy. I'm like women supporting okay. women community here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for being on the podcast again. Always a pleasure, and this was super super fun. Um, but I will have all of their um, links and ways to get in touch with them in the show notes of the episode. And best of luck in your marathons. Yeah, you, you too. too. Thank you. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As I mentioned, I will have all of Jocelyn and Nicole's links in the show notes. And do check out the fundraising link for my fundraiser with Alzheimer's Society. And the Paris Marathon is very close now, so I will have an episode out on that very, very soon. But otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.